welcome to Extinction Talk Radio. I'm Reverend Billy. No, 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 no. Got the name wrong. We cannot use Extinction Talk Radio anymore because there's another group of people who have a very capable and exciting radio show called ExtinctionRadio.net. And we recommend that you go and, and listen and learn on their very educational um, show that they have, and they've been doing it for about two and a half years. So we don't want to compete with them. And Extinction Talk Radio is just almost exactly the same title as them. So let's let's move on and make a new name for ourselves. And so I have some ideas here, and I want to put them by you. Just see what you think. Email us at revbilly.com if there's something that appeals to you. Here we go. The Earth... Love Radio. Jailing Fossil Bankers Radio. The Radio of Self-Care, Orgies, and Flying to the Moon. (laughs) No Church, Thank You, No Gods, Please Radio. The Radio of Radical Resilience. Education with Takedowns of Colonization Radio. Too wordy, doesn't work. The Radio of Extinction Without Extinction. New York Died, Long Live New York Radio. Plant Wisdom and Genius in the Jungle Radio. The Miracle You Wanted Radio. For God's Sake, Be Kind Radio. The Earth is Knocking at the Door Radio. Ah, there you go. That's, That's some of our ideas. Email us at the at our church website, R-E-V-Victor-B-Boy, I-L-L-Y, RevBilly.com. And I've got an idea. How about Stop Shopping Radio?
sounds of life, life on earth. That is music and inspires, inspires music in ourselves, doesn't it? We'd like to turn now to spiritual farming, gardening, and to the descriptions of her garden, Winona LaDuke, recorded just recently, talking about her potatoes. And Winona, if you hear this, we're on our way out to line three, per your instructions, to join you, to submit to arrest, whatever it takes to resist the Enbridge Corporation's Line 3 pipeline full of tar sands. Oh, yes, Winona LaDuke. In addition to hemp, what are you planting? Oh, good question. Okay, so I'm really into potatoes, heritage potatoes. Mm. So, um, you know, everybody likes potatoes, so I grow like the purple ones. That's like my gig. Of course, I have to grow like the most interesting potatoes. So I, I really grow good potatoes. I got purple potatoes. I got um, kind of all three, four varieties of corn going in here. And then we have, of course, our, the Lakota squash are already off and running. I don't know, the spirit of volunteerism all over those Lakota squash. I've got like 40 plants already going. And then I grow um, heritage beans, you know, like all the, all the um, dry beans. Like I'm interested in kind of reduced petroleum economics and reduce petroleum agriculture so I, I like I specialize in doing stuff that you can keep easy you know without like having to flash freeze dry it or something like that right mm. and then uh tobacco Jerusalem artichokes and then a lot of basil tomatoes peppers that's I think our gig mostly yeah I'd like to grow Brussels sprouts but I think that's next year I need a Brussels sprouts coach <laughs> and what's your vision for the hemp tell people a little bit about what you're doing with hemp right okay so Winona's hemp that's me Winona's hemp and then um we have Anishinaabe agriculture that's this office that we're in right now so our plan is uh to rebuild the industry the cannabis economy I don't like saying hemp so much so the word canvas comes from cannabis that's what I'm after like if we could just make canvas again, you know, cause there's like 10,000 lakes and a million boats in Minnesota covered with blue plastic. How dumb is that? You know, um, you know, we should have canvas again, things that are post fossil fuels. So I'm interested in textiles, you know, but I have, uh, 
I have all this hemp here and uh, I have last year's crop, which is this really interesting crop that came in and I'm hand, I'm hand accordicating some of it because it's, you know, what happened is that when they criminalized the industry, it froze at like 1930. And then really they actually, you know, there's that who killed the electric car? Well, there's like who killed hemp and where'd the body go? Because there's really no evidence of the industry that exists. And so like, we're looking through all this, like it's like this mystery. So I've been traveling or I haven't been traveling. I've been reviewing. I sent my hemp off to England. I sent it, you know, we're seeing who's working on it, but Belgium, Belgium's the place. And, and then I think Romania. So I want to build a hemp mill. Like I want to do artisan stuff. That's, that's awesome. My first, oh, you'll like this, Toby. My first crop this year, my best crop from this last year is going to the Navajo rug weavers. Oh yeah. Nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> In church rock. Really? They're all, there's some of those people who are going to use our hemp. So that's like, how cool, much cooler could you be? And then we're going to make some hempcrete houses, you know? So I'm starting, you know, but that's what you need is, you know, you got, you know, half your people don't have adequate housing. You know, hey, quit it. That's a dog. It's okay. She's just growling at various things. This is a time of great despair. We have every reason to be afraid and not have faith in a future in which we will survive. We're trapped between big oil and big disasters. Trapped between the investor class and the fire in the flood. Science tells us the fire and the flood and the virus are coming directly from big oil, big bankers, big chemical companies. We have the information. We can turn to the investors and say, stop this. But mostly the investors right now are paying politicians to actively push the criminalization, the criminalization of dissent. Our hope that we would somehow be able to protest sufficiently to turn this around, place our body in that pipeline, place our body in front of that truck, in front of that ship, Try to stop that refinery. Try to keep the oil in the ground and the CO2 out of the air. Well, it's going so badly right now. Many of us are hopeless and bitter. We're recoiling, we're constricting into our own personal lockdown. And that I'm here to say, I'm here to urge you. No, don't do that. Because then you're taking your body away from that other body. That other body is the earth. The earth can't have 
us leaving. We are the earth. We have, we're a walking ecosystem. We have tens of thousands of living beings inside of our bodies. And we have in our bodies the DNA for millions of years because life has made its way through, has survived its way through extinctions in the past. And we have, we have the genetic material in our bodies from millions of years ago. So let's stay here with our earth and let's have the faith that the earth can give us a way out of that trap. The earth has a gift for us. It's the thing that is the seed at the very heart of the so-called natural disasters. It's a thing that wants peace, that wants life to live. It is supernatural. It is not something that we will understand in that prosaic sort of logical way. It can't be written down, it can't be turned into mathematics. Life is not explained. Death is not explained. It is miraculous, it is unknown. In our, in our Stop Shopping choir we sing the fabulous unknown. Yes. It is our creator. It is fabulous. It is, it is unbelievably, amazingly beautiful. It is the earth. That is, that is our map out of the trap. Are you with me? news from the natural world. I'm Savitri D. The Squad, a new urban car from an Amsterdam-based startup, is barely bigger than a bicycle. Parked sideways, up to four of the vehicles can fit in a standard parking spot. The electric two-seater's tiny size is one reason that it doesn't use much energy. And in a typical day of city driving, it can run entirely on power from a solar panel on its own roof. The car is slated to begin production in late 2022 and will be priced at around 6,800 U.S. dollars. The rapidly falling cost of solar power, which dropped 89% over a decade, helps make it feasible to plaster a car with solar cells. Altruism, whether in rodents or humans, is motivated by social bonding and familiarity rather than sympathy or guilt. We have found that the group identity of the distressed rat dramatically influences the neural response and decision to help, revealing the biological mechanism of in-group bias, said study senior author Daniela Kaufer of UC Berkeley. With nativism and conflicts between religious, ethnic, and racial groups on the rise globally, the results suggest that social integration rather than segregation may boost cooperation among humans. A diet rich in fermented food enhances the diversity of gut microbes and decreases molecular signs of inflammation, according to researchers at the Stanford School of Medicine. Eating foods such as yogurt, kefir, fermented cottage cheese, kimchi, and other fermented vegetables, vegetable brine drinks, and kombucha tea led to an increase in overall microbial diversity with stronger effects from larger servings. This is a stunning finding, says Justin Sonnenberg, an associate professor of microbiology and immunology. It provides one of the first examples of how a simple change in diet can reproducibly remodel the microbiota across a cohort of healthy adults. 
A new study has shown that it is possible to create tiny self-powered swimming robots from just three simple ingredients. By combining oil drops with water containing a detergent-like substance, scientists found they could produce artificial swimmers that are able to swim independently and even harvest energy to recharge. The oil droplets use fluctuating temperature changes in the surrounding environment to store energy and to swim. When cooled, the droplets release thin tail-like threads into the environment. The friction generated between the tails and surrounding fluid pushes the droplet, causing them to move. On heating, the droplets then retract their tails, returning to their original state, and harness the heat from their environment to recharge. The researchers show that the droplets recharge multiple times and are able to swim for periods of up to 12 minutes at a time. In Oregon, the bootleg fire grew to 427 square miles and was just one of numerous fires burning across the drought-stricken U.S. West as new fires popped up or grew rapidly in Oregon and California. There were 70 active large fires and complexes of multiple fires that have burned nearly 1,659 square miles in the U.S., the National Interagency Fire Center said. In southern Oregon, fire crews have dealt with dangerous and extreme fire conditions, including massive fire clouds that rise up to six miles above the blaze. Earlier in the week, firefighters had to retreat after one of these clouds started to collapse, threatening them with strong downdrafts and flying embers. The bootleg fire has destroyed at least 67 homes and 117 outbuildings, and flames are surging up to four miles a day. And now, the sounds of extinction. The Kawaio bird. The Kawaio is included in the extinct genus of the O'O's, the Moho, within the extinct family Mohedai from the islands of Hawaii. It was previously regarded as a member of the Australo-Pacific honey eaters. The bird was endemic to the island of Kauai. It was the last surviving member of the Mohadai, which had originated over 15 to 20 million years prior during the Miocene, with the Kauai's extinction marking the only extinction of an entire avian family in modern times. The bird was among the smallest of the Hawaiian O'o's, if not the smallest, at just 7.9 inches in length. The head, wings, and tail were black, the rest of the upper parts were slaty brown, and there was a small tuft of gray feathers under the base of the wing. While the beak and legs were black, the leg feathers were a rich golden yellow. It was the only O known to have eyes with yellow irises. Like other honey eaters, it had a sharp, slightly curved bill for sampling nectar. Its favored nectar sources were Lobelia species and the Ohia lihau tree. The species was additionally observed foraging in lapa lapa trees. It also ate small invertebrates and fruit. The bird was a cavity nester in the thickly forested canyons of Kauai. The species may have become extinct from a large range of problems, Polynesian rats, pigs, and mosquito-transmitted diseases. The final blow was two hurricanes coming within 10 years of each other. They destroyed many of the old trees with cavities and prohibited tree growth when the second hurricane arrived, causing the species to disappear. The bird was last sighted in 1985. And hear the sounds of the Kawaio bird.
I want to share a story with you. Uh, just a few hours ago, uh, I was submitting to an interview on remote on the computer, sitting it in, in our little living room on the couch. And a uh, famous comedian was interviewing me about uh, the 20th anniversary of our activist group, The Church of Stop Shopping. And it was a wonderful little talk we were having. And we got to the 20 or 25 minute point. And then he hit me with his final question, which is, what are you going to do now, Billy? You've got uh, the corporations are out of control, unregulated, pouring CO2 into the air, making, making God knows profits like never before. And the earth is what? The earth is unleashing energy in unprecedented ways and in unprecedented levels where the fires are so big and so wide and so hot that they are making their own weather. And he was kind of putting me on the spot. You know, I, I yeah, yeah. And, and so then all of a sudden he looked at me and it was time for me to answer. And I could hear the thunder. I said, you know, our next step is not strategical, it's spiritual. The earth is communicating to us. Capitalism is communicating to us, but the earth is communicating with us with more power. The earth is conscious, the earth is a living being, the earth is communicating. Go into, go into your local ecosystem, it's all singing. All the living things are singing to each other. Uh, you know, although around here most of the birds are gone, but the earth has the power. Yes, the earth has the power. The earth has the power. And the earth is with these superstorms, with the fire and the flood. The earth is communicating with you and I. And so what are our next steps? We are guided by the earth. The earth is speaking to us. The earth is conscious. The earth is a living being. And we are a part of that life. You and I are made of the earth. You and I are made of the materials and the spirit of the earth. And the earth is asking us to be a superstorm. You see, people listen to me, this is the Reverend again. When that lightning hit the building, when that lightning hit the roof of our apartment, I don't know what I did. I think I slammed the computer shut. I think the interview was over. Because our history was ending. The history of our activism was stopping and starting over again because there was a ribbon of blue light. At the time of that lightning striking, the windows of our apartment were full of light. And there was blue light crossing the room that I was sitting in, wavering like it was made of liquid, 
bright sky blue. It was there for a while. And then it was gone. I slowly stood up and started looking for my partner, Savitri. The thing I had to do then, the thing I had to do then, the next step had to be love. for goodbyes and thank yous. Some of you won't be saying goodbye. You'll be staying on into the next half hour, which is live. And the live uh, people are myself, Teddy Tam Tam, Vera the Duchess, Brother Sunder, and of course, Savitri D with the news. So we're here in New York, one o'clock on Sunday afternoons. And you can, that's New York time. You can join us by coming to our website, revbilly.com. Thank you very much to Pantheon Podcasts, Peter and Christian, for sending us out to the podcast world. Thank you to Ursula Reutenberg at Pacifica Network for taking us to so many community stations, FM stations across the country. Much thanks to Neil Young, who puts us on his uh, religion page of... (laughs) of the Times Contrarian, which is a newspaper that he edits inside of the larger jukebox, which is called neilyoungarchives.com. And we try to thank a station that broadcasts us each Sunday. Sometimes we forget, but we're remembering today, KCSB, Santa Barbara, Ted Coe, and Community. We send out to you, as we send out to all of you, a big, hearty, Earthalooya! Yeah.